I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels. Hey y'all, I'm JJ. Hey guys, it's Kat. And on this episode, we have a very special guest. We actually met her at Haunt Atlanta, the ghosty spooky con we did a couple months ago. Yeah. Sam was kind enough to sit down with us and we actually did an interview there, but the, it was so loud at Haunt Atlanta, the audio just didn't quite work out. So we're really excited to have Sam on proper on the podcast. Sam, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Of course. And Sam, just to let our audience know, you how long have you been listening to Real Hauntings, would you say? Um, I don't know. I've been listening for quite a while. I don't really remember, but I've been listening for quite a while, definitely. Awesome. And would you say you're a pretty big fan of the podcast? Yeah. I mean, y'all were my top uh, Spotify playlist or podcast. Whoa. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of Spotify, I'm not sure if you guys saw, but somehow... Real Hauntings was ranked in the top 5% of followed podcasts and top 5% of shared podcasts in the world. Like of all podcasts? Like of that. all podcasts, yeah. I saw that. Oh, okay. Yeah. It also said we've been listened in like, I think 54 countries or something like that, which is also kind of nutty. All right. I'm going to steer this ship back to ghost town. <laughs> um, so Sam, you obviously know one thing we love to find out is where our guests fall on the Believo meter. Zero meaning 
ghosts are not real. They're all made up. And 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you fall on that scale? Like a solid eight, I would say. That's all I ever wanted to be in high school, but I think I got to about a six, maybe. Um, <laughs> a six in what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the new tactic is when someone makes a dumb joke, you just go, wait, can you explain that? Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> I had a friend in high school. I would like a lot of times not be in the loop in something. And then he would say something. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he'd be like, oh, yeah, Noah, tell us about that. And I'd just be like, um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I feel like uh, that's how teachers would respond to me when I like zoned out and they'd be like, okay, Catherine, can you say what I just said? And I'd be like, uh-huh. No. <laughs> no. Absolutely um, not. Well, I feel like eight is a good score. We, I think that, you know, leaves some room for maybe there's some stories that aren't real, you know, maybe not everything in the supernatural realm is true. What does that eight kind of mean to you, Sam? I've definitely had quite a few paranormal experiences, but I've definitely seen a lot of things that can be debunked. And there's there's definitely room for like questioning if something could actually happen or be real. It yeah. just, there's definitely a space in between where I don't know if it's real, but it definitely could be. Sure. I think that's fair. Actually, something happened last night, which is really <gasps> funny. Tell us. Yeah. So um, my grandma on my dad's side, passed away when I was really little and so she has been like living in our house for a while like I've felt her but I haven't seen her until a couple of years ago and then I've just kept seeing her and then last night I was up late I just couldn't sleep and I've been sick so I just wasn't able to sleep and I was laying down and I was facing the wall and then I rolled over and my door to go out of my room is like right here, just like right next to me. And I look over and I see her and I'm like, no, I'm just extremely tired because it's like four in the morning. So I close my eyes and I'm like, okay, but what if she's trying to tell me something? Because I've had that happen where she's tried to like tell me something. and. For me, it's just sheer curiosity mm -hmm. because I'm not necessarily scared of the paranormal. It's never been something that I've been scared of. So that's normally why I would reopen my eyes. It just, I'm not necessarily scared of it. It doesn't, Right. I'd never really feel any danger towards the paranormal. Right. Yeah, and I think, I think that's what we call being brave. I'm not super familiar with that, but that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> So, Sam, I do want to hear more about what happened last night. So you saw your grandmother and then did did you feel like she was there to like give you a a message or or what what kind I mean, of came of that? I've definitely been struggling with my mental health a lot recently. And so I reopened my eyes. Sorry, I'm trying not to cry. Um Yeah, no, you're good. So I reopened my eyes and she didn't necessarily like say anything to me, but she, she like smiled at me almost trying to like comfort me. Aww. And so that was really sweet. And I cried and then slept and then it was okay. Aww. 
That's yeah. awesome. Thank you for sharing that, Sam. That's really brave to also share about that and be, be you know. Anytime I have a dream or, or something where my grandma is in it, either one of mine who have both passed away, mm-hmm. I always remember it and it makes me just feel really warm. And like, if there are spirits and they're visiting, like, how could that be anything but good and supportive and loving, even if it was just for a smile, pat on the back, like, I take it as a sign any day. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Noah, you're on you. mute. Noah. Hit the button Noah. that looks like a microphone <laughs> at the bottom <sighs> left-hand corner of your screen. You see the microphone button? It's next to the camera button. Noah. Noah. This is why people legitimately think I'm like 70 who haven't ever been on the Instagram because of comments like this. I'm not well, that old. I was going to say when you described this as like grayish. Oh, we just lost your mic. Oh, no. Oh, it's back grandma um i well now the joke's not gonna it was great but i thought about saying that the grayish ghosts from vegas kind of look like your beard a little grandpa you son of a bitch <laughs> language oh <my> gosh <laughs> no uh that's pg-13 that's okay okay so uh sam thank you as cat and jj said thank you for sharing that and I remember when we talked to you in Atlanta, um, you had some stories about when I think it was you and your mom went on some ghost, I guess you would call them ghost hunts. Is that how you would describe them? Like investigations or whatever. Investigations, Um, yeah. I've been to a couple of different places and um, investigated, and I've had a lot of paranormal activity at those places. Yeah, we, we would love to hear about those again. The most recent one is Old South Pittsburgh Hospital um, in Tennessee. It's really, it's a really cool place. Definitely. I've been there like three times at this point. There's a spirit there uh, of a child, a young guy, uh, boy, and he passed away because he thought he was playing with worms, but they were actually baby rattlesnakes, Ooh, which oh it gosh. was really, it was really sad when I first heard about it. What about but, the second time you heard about it? Was it? Sorry. It, I, I mean, it was definitely sad, but yeah. it didn't shock me as much. Yeah. When I go to different places, spirits tend to like attract towards me. I don't know why, but they tend to do that. And it's really weird. The spirit followed me around like the whole night and I felt his presence the entire night. And it was really weird because... I had talked to other people when we were leaving and they never saw him once because he was always hanging around with me. And it was really weird, Hmm. but he was, he was definitely very friendly. And how did you identify that there was a spirit kind of with you on that trip? Um, I mean, I definitely kind of felt a presence. I didn't necessarily know who it was until I actually started investigating and figured out that it was him. And I also, at one point, I was standing. I was just um, waiting on my mom to pack up some things or whatever. And I was standing there. And you know how, like, a kid will come up next to you and, like, hold on to your leg like this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He kind of did that. Or, like, I felt that on my leg, but there was nothing near me. And so that's kind of when I figured that it was 
him because there's not i mean there's definitely other child spirits there but that's the most prominent one that shows up all the time so you felt the physicality of the apparition you didn't necessarily see it but you felt somebody wrap yeah. around your leg wow it it was odd it was definitely odd Yikes. yeah that and would freak me out now do you worry that something like that will follow follow you out of like a facility when you're investigating not really not really in the sense that if it did you're okay with it or not really you just doesn't really concern you very much um kind of both i mean okay. if it does i don't really care <laughs> because my house is already haunted okay. so it doesn't necessarily bother me but i also don't really worry about it because the places that i go are very visited and mm. there's never really instances of spirits following gotcha. people now i may be misremembering but didn't you guys investigate somewhere where you saw some uh visible apparitions oh yes yeah, yeah. so that's waverly hills sanatorium right. in yeah. kentucky oh yeah i remember this story this that that one was definitely so yeah let's was, jump into that one so um this was the first time I went there. We were doing an investigation and the whole group was standing away from one person. Like one person would go farther down the hallway. Like you could still see them, but you were a good physical distance away. And you would face towards the group. And there was a guide who had been working there for however many years and helping out and things like that. And they were they asked me if I gave permission to be like touched. And so I said, yes. And so there's two parts to this story. One where I got touched. And then the second part when someone else was down the hallway. So I'm standing there and I'm looking towards them and it's, it's really dark. So I can't see much, but I can see like the outlines of where people are. And all of a sudden I feel not necessarily a negative presence, but a really like tall and looming presence almost. And then all of a sudden I feel something grab my shoulders, not like aggressively grab, but just like place their hands on my shoulders. And in that moment, the people down the hallway saw something. I didn't know what they saw, but they said they saw something. They saw it behind and, you? Yeah, behind me. Oof. Oof. <laughs> so that happened and then I went back down the hallway and someone else went down the hallway so I'm looking and the person asked the same questions like are you okay with being touched by the spirits and things like that and they said yes so I'm looking and I see an extremely tall figure come up behind the person who is standing down the hallway and grab onto their shoulders the exact same way that it happened to me and that was Oof. it was really weird you then like saw what what the other people saw happen to you the first go yeah around. oh man that must have been super strange oh like, yeah it was did they have an explanation for who or what that was no there was oh, no really? explanation they didn't know who it was and that whole night I was there, I saw shadow figures darting across the hallways. 
just a bunch of stuff happened. Mm. We talk about shadow figures a decent amount, but for the newly initiated listener, can you kind of describe what that's like to see a shadow figure? A shadow figure, it's basically kind of like the silhouette of a person. Sometimes it may have more prominent features, but not always. I don't know. I'm not good at explaining things, but no, no, I think that's perfect. And did you, because sometimes people say they feel a sense of danger or even though it's kind of an overused word, like evil when they see shadow people or shadow creatures. Did you get any of those sensations? Only once, only once. So there's this thing called the creature at Waverly that crawls on all fours, like on the ceiling and on the walls and things like that. Mm-mm. What? Um, and it's like not human. And I saw that. <gasps> what? what did it look like? It looked almost. I don't know like how to JJ? describe it. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not that mean. <laughs> wow, Noah. What do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah. What? What does that mean, Noah? Uh, uh, sorry, guys. I was having audio issues. What did you say? I. No, it's the button that looks like the microphone. <laughs> Is it like running on the ceiling? You you said that, right? It's, that wasn't yeah, just in it's my like, head. Okay. It's like crawling on all fours, but on the ceiling. Oh. And like not like a dog, but like it looks, it's not human, but it looks like a person like that it can look, walk on four. Yeah, it looks like, it. it's like uncanny because it looks like a human, but not. It looks like almost mm. human. Human-ish. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know how you see those things that are like, it looks human, but not. It looks really weird to be a human, but it mm-hmm. looks, yeah. It was like that, but I couldn't make out a lot of facial features or anything. So you wow. saw this thing and what did it do? Did it just like, crawl across the ceiling really fast or did it did it like stop um, and and look at you or or like like so at Waverly the halls are not straight because it was a tuberculosis hospital so they made it very airy so the patients could oh. breathe better mm-hmm. and for some reason that makes the airflow better so you could see pretty far down the hallway, but at one point it kind of just like stops because you can't see that far. Uh huh. We had time to like split up from everyone, and I was by myself. Everyone else was that way down the hallway, and I walked this way. So the furthest down the hallway, I'm just looking. My eyes had fully adjusted to the dark, and I see well, something. I'm going to pause real quick because you. <laughs> are at on a ghost hunt in a tuberculosis sanatorium everyone goes down one direction and you're like peace out guys and go down the other direction by yourself yeah have you much. not seen any horror movies do you know <laughs> oh, yeah. what happens when people do that sam. oh yeah i love horror movies sam sam, sam. you guys we covered the group sam we covered this <laughs> sam is brave we can't relate to this. you gotta share your google location with <laughs> yeah. someone so I'm looking and my eyes had fully adjusted to the dark and everything. And so I'm looking and I see something dart from one side of the hallway to the other. And I didn't know what it was. And then 
it darts back. And then uh. I'm like, okay, that's not just a coincidence. So I look back, I look away for a second. So I'm like, what is going on? And so I look back and I see something on the ceiling and it starts crawling towards me. Mm. Oh, is it like going fast or is it kind of like slowly making it, its it, way to you? It was it was moving slowly, but it was Ooh. making direct eye contact with me. Mm. Ooh. Oh and my so gosh. that was my cue to leave. This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. That was a- Must have been an extrovert. <laughs> when I was really introverted, I was always told you need to make more eye contact with people. What well, is contact, inverted off- on the ceiling? But yeah. Oh, like how Kat it- just stares like, no, I'm not bailing you out of this joke. You can just sit in the awkwardness. <laughs> and it has like glowing red eyes. So Ugh. it was it was just staring at me and slowly crawling towards me. So that was my cue to go with everyone else. And that's probably the title of this episode. Uh, <laughs> wow. That's, so, that, go ahead, JJ. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to ask real quick. You said it's called the creature. So like, is this something that like other people is is this like a well-known entity at at this sanatorium yeah definitely i mean people have seen it in different forms almost i guess Mm. but like Mm. the most common 
way people see it is crawling on the ceiling and on the walls. Also, just shout out to Creature from Harry Potter. That's my favorite character. I just want to say that out oh, loud. Creature doesn't know where the locket is. Creature doesn't know where the locket is. That sounded more like Smeagol. I, they're similar. Creature doesn't know where the locket is. I mean, most mm-hmm. Harry Potter characters are just knockoffs of Lord of the Rings. Hey, no, that's not. I uh, I had never You're seen the movies. I had never seen the movies until the pandemic. I mean, and I basically I would read a book, watch a movie, read a book, watch a movie. And I was so sad when I got to. Is this uh, a spoiler? No, no. The end, uh, where in the book there's fighting and Creature is part of the fighting and he has two like uh chef's blades and and there was not in the movie i was so sad creature never got his moment in the movie and i was like bullcrap um but anyway creature og so sam you see your creature and did people believe you when you told them what happened the tour guide definitely did i don't know about everyone else in the group my Mm -hmm. mom believed me yeah that's a that's a pretty hardcore haunting you also mentioned that your home is haunted. Now, I know we heard the one story about your grandmother. Had there been other stories that you could share with us? Yeah, they're all about my grandmother because she's, she is, she likes to make her appearances. I don't think my parents have ever seen her. I think I'm the only one that has ever seen her. Do you feel like she's attached to you or the home? I feel like she's attached more to me than the home because I feel like they would have seen her at this sure. point. Wow. And and so I know we heard the one story. Are there other stories where you've seen her visibly or is it more just like you kind of feel her around the home? I definitely feel her constantly, but there have also been a few times where I've seen her. Um, the first time that I saw her, I was home alone. This was a couple years ago. I was home alone. And so... You can see the whole hallway of our house from a chair in our living room. And all of the doors in the hallway were shut. And I was just in the living room watching TV or something. And I see something down the hallway. So the room that I'm in now used to be a guest bedroom where before she passed, she would stay in a lot, Hmm. like whenever she would come to visit. So I was looking down the hallway because I thought I saw something. I saw her coming through, like through the door, because the door was closed. I see her, she stops at the end of the hallway, looks at me, smiles, and walks to the bathroom that's like not connected, but shares a wall with this room. And then I didn't see her for a while after that. But that was the first wow. time I saw her. So you you clearly have whatever that thing is that some people send, seem to have that we have been lucky. I just said have like 30 times uh, <laughs> that we've been lucky enough to talk to people who can see apparitions, whether it be family members or, you know, like apparitions you saw um, out investigating. And, you know, you're fairly young. Like as you move on in life, is this something that you hope continues or do you want to kind of phase this out um, as part of your life? I I definitely want it to continue. It's 
I feel like it's a unique part of me that I don't want to go away because it gives me a connection to the world around me, which is something that for a lot of things I don't feel. Hmm. I don't feel connected to a lot of things. So this connects me a lot more. Sure. And and so you've, you know, you've listened to our podcast. You've heard people as as we mentioned before, Catherine, who's been on a lot of episodes. Would you like to kind of get to a point where she is, where she can kind of talk to people or where you could like talk to people and kind of help them with maybe things they've experienced or like how 10 years down the road, how do you see yourself at this company? Like wh- where do you see this, this going for you? Well, uh... um, I'm not sure. I mean, I would, I would hope for it to almost get stronger to where yeah. I could communicate with spirits almost I don't know if I would actually be able to use that to help other people but I think it would definitely be a cool experience to be able to communicate better with spirits and for muggles like us especially (laughs) JJ how can we maybe experience some things to help ground us a little more in the supernatural world I don't know to be quite honest I mean this is always been a part of my life I've never really not really known what it's like to not see spirits because I've always seen spirits like even through elementary school I've seen spirits because my elementary school believe it or not is haunted so I've been seeing spirits since I was really little and so I don't really remember a time when I didn't see spirits so I I don't know so it's just honest. part of who you are at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And and I know you've shared a lot of stories with us, but I am curious. So you said that, you know, they kind of date way back. Are there any really memorable experiences from like that school or, or your early on times uh, with the supernatural? At my elementary school, we were having a fall festival, I think. And there's different activities throughout the school and there's different stuff outside and things like that. But there's one hallway that they never use. I don't know why, but they never use it. And so a group of me and a few of my friends went down to that hallway to just hang out because we had done everything there, but we didn't want to leave yet. So me and a couple other of my friends went and just we're going to hang out there because we knew not a lot of stuff was going on over there. So we go there and we sit down and we're talking and hanging out. And then all of my friends have to go and I'm there by myself. And so I'm sitting there. I'm there for like five minutes alone. Everything's fine. And I see something down the end at the end of end of the hallway sorry um I didn't know I don't know I still don't know what it was but I saw a figure at the end of the hallway that was not alive because I saw it I blinked and it was gone like a zombie no like a yeah it was a zombie cat what what do you mean by that me (laughs) oh yeah well it wasn't meant to be a joke it was like it wasn't alive. Like, but was it human? Well, that's how I felt like with the Vegas ghosts. Like as soon as I saw them, I was like, this, this is like, 
it just isn't a lot like um you can just tell yeah i, I don't know if it's because they were not in like full color or but but like in my soul i just knew that this wasn't a, a, a something that was alive mm-hmm. if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah i mean it was definitely alive at one point but it was not alive then if you get what i'm saying because like it was it wasn't fully colored like Noah was saying with his experience mm-hmm. um it wasn't fully colored but it wasn't in full black and white yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's the same thing wow that's really interesting same thing i experienced so even from an early age did were you scared then or did you kind of just accept it and move on i i don't really remember being scared i think i was just like okay that just happened and then i moved on and i don't i don't think i've ever told anyone that story now that i think about it i don't think i've told anyone no. i don't know why but well you have unlocked the badge for bravest real hauntings listener so um mm-hmm. yeah congratulations for that well sam before we wrap up is there anything else you want to share with our audience just go with your gut that's all i can really say go with your gut and just whatever you saw just believe that you actually did see it because you could actually realize that it turned out to be something really cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Sam, I'm so glad you came on and talked to us. It was really fun meeting you at the Haunt Atlanta too. Oh yeah. That was great. That was really fun. Believe it or not, that made our day. Well, with that, I'm Noah Daniels. And I'm Noah Daniels. And I'm Noah Daniels. And I'm Sam. Ooh. I feel like Sam was right on the cusp of being like, and yeah. I'm Noah Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Um, I almost couldn't get through it. I was laughing. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.